lot of the new laws being introduced are not being passed, but some are, and that's too many. A lot of them show just how far the GOP will go in putting democratic values at risk. Just the fact of trying to interfere or make it more difficult to have free and fair elections, that's scary, and it's scary that they think it's okay. Welcome to The Shrinks on Third, our psychology and social justice podcast. I'm psychologist Julie Mayer. And I'm psychologist Cindy Ariel. Welcome in. You know, Cindy, everybody wants to win. When it comes to elections, all parties involved want to win. Winning feels really good. True, Julie. But nobody has gone as far as the GOP to try to win unfairly. They have aggressively been pushing changes to make it easier to win with only a minority of actual votes. Yes, and I believe that as early as in kindergarten, we all learned that that's wrong. It's cheating and it's considered bad behavior. They need a time out, a really big, long time out to think about their behavior. How about sitting in the corner with a dunce cap? <laughs> Democracy thrives on the vote, and every nominee for every office from any party works to convince more people to vote for them. That's the way it goes. But Republicans are actively putting democracy at risk by trying to make sure that just in case enough people don't want to vote for them, they can still win. Like I said, we all know they're cheating. Since the 2020 election, Republican lawmakers have made an even bigger push than ever to establish new voting restrictions in almost every state. They're working it from every angle they can think of, from making it harder to cast early ballots, to increasing how often the voter rolls get purged. More and more restrictive voting bills are being introduced and some are being passed. And just so you know, we're not just Republican bashing because we don't like them. Even though mostly... We don't like them, but it's because they're cheats. Statistically, almost 90% of the restrictive voting laws proposed or enacted in the past few years were sponsored mainly by Republicans. We're just talking about facts. So far, the restrictive voting laws introduced in 2023 are more than those introduced in both 2021 and 2022 combined. Most, if not all of them, seem to have a greater impact, big surprise, on black and brown voters who are less likely to vote Republican. All of this is supposedly to address what they see as a problem with the integrity of our elections. Republicans have been looking for and alleging voter fraud against them as a major problem for years. Contrary to evidence and long before Trump's big lie. As a result, Plenty of voters already mistrusted the election process before Trump came along, making all his claims about illegal votes and election rigging. He just magnified it. The fact that Trump still claims that the 2020 election was stolen from him by voter fraud is only the current rationale for more restrictions on voting. 
It has pushed Republicans to hold on to their power, basically, by whatever means necessary, right or wrong. Some of them don't actually believe Trump's claims, as we have found out, but they know they can appeal to his base by doubling down on the lies about voter fraud and his election loss. They know that large numbers of his supporters do believe him, and they believe that Biden is not the actual legitimate president, as crazy as that sounds. This, even though there's actually little to no evidence of voter fraud in the election, and the fact that it went as well as it did in that first year of the COVID-19 pandemic is pretty impressive. Yes, it is. According to political scientists, taken one at a time, changing voting laws the way the GOP is doing it does not actually have a lot of impact, but the cumulative impact is big. The more rules there are that make it harder to vote in a state, the less voters that turn out to vote there. There's only so much inconvenience and struggle and humiliation people can tolerate. A lot of the new laws being introduced are not being passed, but some are, and that's too many. A lot of them show just how far the GOP will go in putting Democratic values at risk. Just the fact of trying to interfere or make it more difficult to have free and fair elections, that's scary, and it's scary that they think it's okay. People getting the ability to govern without winning a majority of votes threatens democracy and is a very scary idea. In case you didn't pick up on our subtle message, we're saying this is bad for democracy, bad for freedom and rights, and we're scared, and you should be too. The laws they're coming up with show just how far they'll go to do and say things that undermine democracy, and it's super concerning. And they're going at it from all angles in the hopes that enough will stick and give them power. Right, Cindy. For one, there's a big push against absentee voting. It's always been around, and Republicans have backed expanding absentee voting in the past, but now they're against it. Right. Seems now they want to restrict it, mostly because Black Americans used absentee ballots in record numbers in recent elections, especially during the pandemic election in 2020. They're really convenient. I like them a lot, and there's no harm being done. It's just a fake thing. But rather than help more people to vote, they want to make it harder for people to vote, especially people they think won't vote for them. Again, we call that cheating. It seems like Republicans really don't want people of color to vote. It seems pretty clear, Cindy. States with large and engaged groups of minority voters, especially Black voters, have been more likely to pass new voting restrictions. Georgia, which is about one-third Black, has received a lot of attention for restrictive voting rules, but also for setting it up to make elections more open to interference by giving the Republican legislature there more power than is healthy in the ability to take control, usurp authority, and manage what goes on in the elections. The GOP-controlled board is allowed to use its power to replace officials in heavily Democratic and Black counties. They can just replace people who've been voted into office. That is not actually Democratic, right? This parallels what legislators in other states are trying to set up in their own areas so that they have more control in elections and in the election's potential outcomes. Other restrictions they're trying, and in some cases succeeding at implementing, are things like restricting after-hours access to absentee ballot drop boxes, 
even though people of color are more likely to work irregular schedules and less likely to have access to transportation. And really, why does it matter what time you put your ballot in the box? Well, it doesn't. It matters that you get the opportunity to vote, not at what time. Legislation to expand voter ID laws is also on their agenda. Republican-controlled states have been trying to pass stricter photo ID laws for at least the past 20 years. Once Congress acted to address deficiencies in the electoral system by passing the Help America Vote Act in 2002, states started passing strict photo ID laws, in many cases as strict as they could get away with. ID laws considered strict are those that have no exceptions. You have an ID or you don't. If you don't, you don't vote. You lose your right to vote if you don't have a photo ID. Which doesn't sound very democratic to me. Nope. And then there are the so-called non-strict photo ID states, which have laws that still make it almost impossible to vote without one. This might not seem like a big deal to those of us who easily have a driver's license or a passport or can get a government ID with no problem. But this is not the case for a lot of citizens, and it's a huge problem for them to be held to this requirement. Of course, we know that the people for whom access to getting a government photo ID is a barrier are people of color and poor people. Of course, exactly. And there are all kinds of creative ways to restrict voting without an ID. Legislators in red states have specifically worked to restrict certain forms of ID that black people and people of lower socioeconomic status are likely to hold. For example, Alabama passed an ID law that does not allow government-issued public housing ID, which black Alabamians are more likely to have. One positive trend that we've seen is that a lot of blatant attempts to restrict voting has had the opposite effect. Lots of local organizations and activists work hard to mobilize voters by making sure they're informed about what they need, where they need to go, and in many cases, they'll provide or at least coordinate transportation. Which is really good news. But while a lot of voters still come out and vote, it can be very stressful and is often at the cost of extra time and money, resources they often don't really have to spare. And every time they have to jump through new hurdles, it takes more and more resources. The more people who vote, the more likely it is that the election winner has a mandate for what people want and the government has a direction that reflects the will of the people which is what it's supposed to do. You know, by the people, for the people. Well, we're the people. Right? It seems like Republicans just don't think their ideas are popular enough to win by following the rules without cheating. I wonder why. I'll tell you why. Because their ideas are not popular. And they might be hurting their own chances with all these voting laws, since white people without a college degree are a big part of their current base, and some of their laws may be cutting them off as well, or at least making it harder for them to figure out how and where to vote. It's mostly Democrats who want voting to be easier, whereas Republicans oppose it. I know that's not always true, and Cindy, you and I have talked about how sometimes Democrats do things wrong, too. They gerrymander when they can. It's not like they're 100% always honest. And it's not all Republicans who are trying to cheat. But unfortunately, the vast majority of instances, 
that is what it looks like. So I don't understand in general why anyone, any leaders who want to work for our country in a democracy would oppose voting. It's just infuriating. It really is. It's kind of funny that we have to say not all Republicans, because, of course, it's not all Republicans, like it's not all white people, but whatever. It's enough. It's too many. And yes, not all Democrats are trustworthy either. That's a whole nother story. Some states are making it criminal not to obey guidance from officials who are given the power to oversee elections. This is only happening in Republican-controlled areas right now. I really hate that there are criminal threats around voting. It just feels not democratic at all. It feels kind of fascist. There are some safety nets to prevent abuse in administering the elections, but these new rules still make it easier than ever to potentially have unclean interference. Mm, Dirty. Right. The way they've set it up and the way red states are trying to position their rules and laws for the future are way too close to authoritarian rulers and parties in other countries. Exactly. It's ugly. It's scary. They're focusing on their opposition and not looking to build coalitions. They're not trying to improve things. They're trying to suppress the opposition. The commitment to democracy is more than questionable, and it's very disturbing. I actually think many of them are not committed to democracy. I actually think they'll even say so if you ask them. I think they want to destroy it, take it down, replace it with a white nationalist Christian authoritarian regime. That's what they seem to be saying. And then they don't have to ever worry about elections again. They'll have total power over the people. They seem absolutely desperate to do anything they can to win elections and hold on to the power they're afraid is slipping away. It better be slipping away. Otherwise, we're in big trouble. The parties are so polarized today that lots of people on both sides think that the other side is a grave threat. As psychologists, as therapists, we're always looking for the truth or the reality, and it's almost always in the middle. But in this case, it doesn't actually apply. We're in a dangerous place of extremes. There are lots of organizations fighting for fair and free elections, and they're all super important. One that you might be especially interested in is Fair Fight Action at fairfight.com, which was founded by Stacey Abrams from Georgia and works to promote free and fair elections around the country. Just remember that even if you have to jump over a whole bunch of new hurdles to vote, your vote is so important to maintaining our democracy. So please make that effort if you can. Thank you. Thanks for listening today. You can find us at shrinksonthird.com and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at shrinksonthird. Until next time, take care.